0: ESPN has decided it wants to control your life and my life and the Big 12 and all of college football for the rest of time. This is not good. This is good and is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. I've been radioed in. That Robbie Triano has joined the show from, you'll remember him, Lost, Season 11, The Oprah Show, and Kelly Clarkson, most recently Kelly Clarkson. Robbie Triano has done it all, and he wants to thank everyone for making Locked On Big 12 their first listen every single day. Also, hi, I'm Robbie. His new YouTube channel is popping off. This guy's been a guest everywhere. He's a guest with us today. Talk about how ESPN is tightening its grip. On the Big 12 and all of college football. Because, Robbie, remember how we're getting a 12-team expanded playoff? The big part of this was that Fox could get involved. And NBC, the monopoly of ESPN is done And We just saw what ESPN can do. That is, de Florida State, de out of the college football playoff. And somebody else in to protect their interests. And guess what, Robbie? Those interests are about to get even more protected. ESPN wants the whole college football.
1: Yeah, this is what happened when you don't have a commissioner or don't have any leadership in college sports, and ESPN was looking left and right, and they're like, we can be in charge, like us. We're going to be in charge of how everyone makes decisions where every bit of realignment goes. We can be in charge of the whole thing, and then we're going to have a committee decide what teams are going to be in this playoffs that are on our network, and we're also airing that playoff committee show. So, like, yeah, ESPN kind of runs all of college football, and there are other players, but they – they realize how important this is. So yeah, ESPN. Uh, ESPN has the rights to like my third and second child.
0: Yeah. Now here's the good part. Here's the fun thing. ESPN kind of likes the Big 12. They told the Big 12, look, we'll give you some money. And at this point in the juncture, there can, it can be voted on the college football playoff committee to allow ESPN to sell the games. And they'll be like, yeah, we don't want this semifinal, this semifinal. If Peacock does or if NBC does, or it, which I think is the same thing, or if some streaming network or Fox can come and buy out games from ESPN. But, Robbie, what well, we have seen... Is what ESPN says goes. They they are the kings, they are the commissioner of college football. They are the, the, the ones who run this whole thing. And now, if they have the exclusive rights to the college football playoff, which brings in 25 gajillion million listeners, viewers for every game, they can do whatever they want.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a little concerning as well because you would think that they would want to. I don't know, enhance or maybe favor the schools that they have with their broadcast.
0: It is almost as if that's been something they've done before.
1: Yeah, unbelievable. Now that they own exclusive rights to the SEC and everyone sees the college football playoff as being now a a fair way, it's going to include everybody. Everyone has a seat at the table. And they will with conference title games or conference champions will have a chance to be in that. But also, that could just easily go away one day. Like, And obviously, there's a separate committee that's not included ESPN, but you know – You know that ESPN is going to have a say in what those people think, and I really think that's why Florida State didn't play in this college football playoff because ESPN, I think, really had a good say because if we want to be all fair, Florida State would have been in it, and I'm happy they weren't in it because that game would have been really terrible based on what happened to Georgia, and also I think The college football playoff kind of got the teams perfect, except maybe leaving out Georgia. But yeah, I really do think they're going to favor more SEC teams than they would, um, let's say, even Big Ten teams. They don't have any more Big Ten teams in there as well. And like Big Ten teams are going to earn it, like Ohio State and Michigan and maybe Penn State are probably going to be in the playoff every single year. But yeah, it's a little dangerous to know that there is definitely some bias with ESPN, and it's hard to overlook and think that they're going to be fair at all.
0: I found it awesome. The article that really broke this whole deal was from Heather Denish and Pete Thamel. Have you heard of those two? Yeah. And reading the article four paragraphs down where they say college wall playoff ESPN are in cahoots and could sign a deal and ESPN could give a billion, $1.3 billion. Then it says... ESPN declined <laughs> to comment. I thought the you, same thing. You, Pete Dammel, are ESPN. You are commenting by writing the story. That is how we talk about monopolies in college football or just in business in general. When ESPN.com is writing, ESPN <laughs> has declined to comment. That's prob- That's like we are pressing our, oh, we're shooting flare guns saying Monopoly uh, I just well, here's my thing and you and I had this conversation off air I think uh, it may have been via text message. this is I think the big 12 can get three teams in conference champion and then a couple of teams who are one or two losses will be right there but now I start to think will ESPN because they they can they can favor an SEC team that brings in more money if, if they're going to get more eyeballs from an Ole Miss who is a fringe team that's who's going to get in now because they control this
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And it's a little concerning. And I do think about like you and I had this conversation about like how many big 12 teams can get in it. Mm -hmm. And my take is I think as of right now, If they can get two every year, that's great because in my mind, I only think they could only get one Uh, just because if we want this, or if we talk about this league so much being a league of parity, that means some teams are going to take some L's and some teams are maybe going to take some bad L's, bad L's as if like, let's say you lose to, I'm not saying BYU is a bad team, but if BYU played this year, like a seven and five BYU, if you have that loss and that's your second loss, like is the committee going to put a team like Kansas state that loses to – so that's where I'm I'm concerned about the Big 12 getting teams into the playoff consistently every single year outside of their champion, and I hope that arises. I hope we see, you know, this league has some major players every single year, but it, I, I I'm not as confident right now, and if you were to say, like, what are the programs that can do that, I think Oklahoma State, I think Utah, I think Kansas State and TCU, but the others, like – There's going to be some fighting within the conference to get to to that point. I wish I had your optimism and I don't want to be this Big 12 hater. But I do think the big the programs in the Big 12 need to prove that they can be consistently great um, every single year.
0: When I read this, this headline, and it's the reason I brought it up with you is my first thought. You see, you are the great mediator it seems of conferences across America, you have an objective opinion on majority of them as growing up a Michigan state fan too. So you have sure. ties across the country. I just love to punt. I I read this and immediately thought that's scary. That, that was my first, like the more control ESPN has, it feels like the bigger, the back seat will get for the big 12. Am I crazy for thinking that?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's a really good question. And it's like, what if it was split up? What, like, let's say, you know, it was split up between Fox and ESPN for who holds the college football playoff. Would we see less bias? Would we see, you know, them favoring other teams that weren't just the SEC and big 10 and whatever? Like I have no idea, but the fact that they do solely own this is, yeah. is, is the scary part um, to that. And I mean, like, honestly, good for ESPN for getting this done because it is a really good business move. But what I want ESPN to do, besides just having, like, a complete, like, chokehold over the sport of college football, is actually invest in some daily shows and actually invest in content for college game day that isn't just people screaming and yelling and doing crazy things. I understand college game day is supposed to be this fun show, but the hosts don't necessarily know what they're talking about half the time or it's just producers feeding them in the mouth exactly what to talk about. Or, like, you know, a daily show. It's either 30 minutes on ESPN2 or just doesn't exist. And I feel like if they are investing that much, that much into daily program or that that much into the live rights for this, like why not enhance that and get more people involved by showing that on daily programming? So that's where I want ESPN to actually do. Like I, I, I like they do have this choco, but I want them to make it such more of a daily talking point than just, OK, we're going to talk about the NFL and the NBA and that's really it.
0: And when you talk a competitive market for college football playoff games, you get into the idea that X conference, the big 12 included, can make more money if there is a bidding war at the top or if the college football playoff is split up. Like the NFL is between different networks, bringing more money to the table. If it's just ESPN saying 1.3 billion, then that 1.3 billion is a lot. But now Fox doesn't get to throw their, their money into the ring or NB. There's not a a competition at the top to make that, that number grow. That is a problem for conferences that are trying to make more money in a 12-team college football playoff. So ESPN's grip tightening on the Big 12 in college football, I think we can agree, is not good or can be scary. Coming up, it's worse. It's a dour show today. College football as a whole has taken another step in creating an elite Super League that would actually dissolve conferences like the Big 12. Here on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Sometimes I go there. Sometimes I make money. Sometimes I walk away and I didn't make money. This week, I did. Because I went in and I said, I think Arkansas State basketball is going to beat Texas State. And you know what Arkansas State basketball did? They beat Texas State. 85 to 82. What? And I made money. Because right now, new customers get $150 of bonus bets, guaranteed. When you just place a $5 bet, just any $5 bet, win or lose. Live same game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. You Hampton Basketball's playing? You think they're going to win against LaSalle? Of course they are. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your bet a layup. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Official partner of the NFL. Robarius Triano. The Triano Kit. creating an elite sector of college football is a go. We heard a month ago that college football and Charlie Baker, the president of the NCAA, wanted to relegate this thing to, to, to shrink it down to the elite programs, going to compete with each other and play their pay their players thirty thousand dollars per player for half the athletes at their school. And it went from oh, what a fun idea, thanks Chuck to. Oh, now we're meeting to actually do this. And if we create an elite sect of college football that makes its own rules and plays against each other, that takes out multiple Big 12 teams and, in essence, cancels out the Big 12, the ACC, conferences in college football. We are, we are getting toward what could be an inevitable death of not just the Big 12, but college football as we know it.
1: Yeah, no, this was like reading this story. This is actually like incredibly concerning to the Big 12. And the last time that you and I were on, we discussed is the Big 12 better without Oklahoma and Texas? And I argue no, because on the business side, like it's good to have those people at the table because you're going to get so much money from TV deals. And it's able for schools like this to have more to pay athletes. And this is where it is so Like this is where it's going to hurt just because now under this thing that we are talking about, the schools will now be paying the players in the NIL money. And that's what is so, so concerning, because if you have a larger pool, you can do that to get more of the great players. And now like the SEC and the Big Ten are already getting those five stars. Now the gap is just going to be even wider. And if you do have a good player, yeah, the transfer portal is going to make it. So those players are more willing to leave. And that's where I'm very concerned about not only the Big 12, but honestly, like you're talking about college football as a whole, just because it just seems like the rich are just going to continue to get richer. And that's that's obviously terrible for the Big 12 moving forward. And I I, that that is very scary. And I don't know why the NCAA wants that to happen.
0: What's insane about this to me is that the NCAA is almost members, at least, who are in these conversations, like President Moorhead of Georgia, are, are talking about Congress getting involved, about the, the U.S. government having a hand in this. This is from ABC News, who is a property of. Yep disney which is espn they own everything they own everything and it says congress has the opportunity to do something right now to help stabilize the collegiate environment moorhead says there are many bills that have been introduced or about or about to be introduced and we're really at a critical juncture for congress to do some things and if having this conversation about a new model helps us get to the finish line that's important this isn't just a i oh, yeah, will tweak some things this is let's take The teams that people watch, the teams that America cares about, which is a handful of them, and have Congress effectively come in with some antitrust laws, force those teams to pay the players. And if your school can't afford to pay your players $30,000 or more, plus whatever NIL stuff's added on, you don't get to compete for national championships.
1: Yeah, and that is like, that's just going to be the death of everything we know and love about college football. And obviously, like college football is a sport where the best teams are usually playing for a national title, no matter if they're before NIL and transfer portal and everything. Usually the major, major brands were competing for national championships. But now you just take away the mystique of or the idea that your team even has a chance at all. Like people are expanding the playoffs like, oh, this gives a chance for everyone to compete. No, it doesn't. The rich are only going to be the ones who are going to compete at all. Yeah, this is going to completely destroy like the mystique of college football, where it feels like even though so many programs don't have the ability to compete for a national title and they haven't, you're just removing them from the table altogether. And that's where I feel like it's so damaging um, for the sport as a whole. And I really do think that so many schools are going to realize like, all right, we cannot give this amount of money to these players whatsoever. So either like those schools and those conferences just separate into completely new division altogether, or they're just like, you know what, we're just not gonna play football. We're not gonna play football. And that funds so many other programs and so many other like so many like Obviously, people know this, but athletic departments are purely run because of football and the money they get from that, from the TV networks and all everything that comes with that. So this is where it's just going to get really scary. And this is where like we are going to see a Super League coming. And what is scary is that we all see it coming. And it feels like the rule makers and the people who actually have change in this are the ones doing it. And there's not an overlord or a commissioner or anyone saying, you know what, this is bad. And that's where it's just – this is just making the rich so much more rich. And it also may even destroy the Big 12 if this actually happens because, like, can can a school like Iowa State who has a lot of money and has an amazing athletic director and has the means to compete now, but if they have to pay players, like, are they going to be willing to do that? Like, that's where – like, I don't even know if they'll have the means to keep the talent that they have, and that's where, like – it, it, it is so beyond scary, so right. beyond scary.
0: And these kids will be getting full scholarships as well as getting paid 30 K, which is it's more than the starting rate for a lot of the jobs that your undergrads are going out and getting in in the actual real world. Crazy thing, too, is the council is considered Uh, Another proposal. This one would have all NIL activities in house, meaning that businesses can't reach out to athletes, but the schools will facilitate. I kind of like this. The schools will facilitate the NIL uh, with with companies between athletes, companies facilitate those conversations, and they would not be permitted to directly pay athletes for NIL and or use that as a recruiting tool. But that is the inverse of what the president of the NCAA, like, it seems like the good idea, the all right, now the kids can't talk to big businesses. The schools are going to mediate here and try to make this fair and not use it as a recruiting tactic. That seems kind of cool. And the NCAA president says, wait a second, what if we do the opposite and just give the kids as much money as possible? Well, the school gives them money. the NIL gives them money. Free reign. I I think and I'm, I'm not a traditionalist at heart. I like college football the way that it was i don't mind players getting paid this is This is not that this is pro football no a hundred percent and it's um
1: Yeah, because I think for our entire lives, like I was in a speech class in college and we like had to debate, like, should players be getting paid? And I remember that that was a talking point literally for like so much time. And I think we all agree, like the players should be paid, like they are funding so much of what this school does and every school does. And they give so like the players should be getting paid. But now it just feels like it is like these schools are dangling it or these programs or big boosters or a lot of people who just wants to see their school do well are dangling money. Like it's some like, Hey, you got to get it. You got to be quicker than that. Like they're dangling it in front of like 18 to 20 year olds who are very impressionable and will do things like, Oh, I can have money and have all these cool things. And then you have so many parents who have been like struggling their whole life now pushing their kid to do things to help them and that's where like i this is like like i love nil and i love what it can do and it's great when it's at its purest form but now it just seems like an absolute bidding war and like i understand that's free agency but there is a draft in professional sports to do that i'm not saying do a professional sports and college sports because that's like the least american thing you can do when it comes to like just picking a college that you go to but it just seems like this is not how the system was run. And this is not what we intended when we said the players should be getting paid. Like there should be guardrails and they're saying, let's just make no guardrails. Let's make like, let's just do it in an open field. (laughs) And that's where um, it's, I don't know. Like everyone says we need to have change and lawmakers and it's like, okay, but let's actually do
0: smart things with our change and what we do with the laws. I would argue too, that the transfer portal has, Helped even the playing field in college football because XYZ player who was good at XYZ school can move down or move across, move lateral and build up. We've seen a lot of programs just spark these runs, go from two wins to eight wins or four wins to ten wins because of what the transfer portal gives you. Now, NIL takes that parity over the overall of college football and says, just kidding. Only the rich people get to play here. And that's not good. Uh, There are so many things in today's show that I don't feel like are being talked about at the National. You turn on ESPN, they're not going to talk about this stuff because they're the ones that are running this show. Oregon State and Washington State. uh, Remember how we were going to do the 5 plus 7 college football playoff format? Well, we're not yet. Some wild stuff's going on in the inner workings of the CFP. Let's talk about that on Lockdown Big 12, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time. What time is it? Game Time. That is the place that I go. When I need tickets, it's like, I need tickets to the thing. The thing is going on this weekend. I can go to the thing and see my seats on the game time app. So right now you download the game time app. It's quick. It's easy to use killer. Last minute deals. You get zone deals, flash deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event, concerts, comedy shows, you name it. Lowest price guaranteed event cancellation, protection, job loss, protection, etc. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account. Use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account. Redeem code locked on, $20 off, download game time today, last minute to of tickets, lowest prices, and that, my friends, is guaranteed. Uh, excuse me, question in the front here? Drake. Uh, so I was told that the, with the Pac-12 going away, right, that they didn't they couldn't have an automatic qualifier for the college ball playoff, right? That that seems like that didn't make sense. They shouldn't have an automatic qualifier out of two teams. Shouldn't be a thing. But then when we met during the national championship to change that, move it around a little bit, do a five plus seven. It didn't happen. And Kirk Schultz, who can veto this whole thing, the Washington state president, probably isn't very happy with the idea that his team, who is in the PAC 12 for the next two years per the NCAA's grace period, won't get an automatic qualifying bid. Robbie, what I'm saying is we've delayed this process of five plus seven long enough. What if there's a way that Oregon state and Washington state can backdoor the PAC 12 back to life? That's interesting.
1: I need you to explain how they can do that, though. Is, does it mean just absorb the Mountain West? Does that mean they just sneak in, find a way that they can have that loophole that even though they are like a 5-7 and seven team, they can still sneak in the playoff because they technically are a power conference? What are you saying?
0: Here's what's weird. There are multiple ways to skin a CAT. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know how good lawyers Illiterate, are so I don't know on, what you just yeah. said. So with that... There are ways to work around this. If Florida State actually leaves the ACC and that thing starts to fall apart, well, guess what? Especially if that happens in the next year or two. There are ways. And I've, seen, I've seen a lot of really base stuff that if that happens and then SMU is like, oh, we don't really have anywhere to go. And then Boston College, Wake Forest, there are schools like, you know what? Oregon State Washington State will be your friends and they backdoor their ways they backfill the Pac-12 Mountain West teams included now it would cost upwards of $100 million to try to break a grand rights the Mountain West already has but what we've seen time and time again for the college football playoff committee is the one thing in their way from doing what's normal and not giving Oregon State and Washington State a free pass to the college football playoff is moving to a five plus seven format. But we can't do that because one guy, one president is on the board to votes and it has to be unanimous. So they've got enough power. They've got enough power in that vote to say, wait a second, there's enough unrest out east and there are enough Mountain West teams that we could just Still be the Pac-12 with or without George Klavkov, by the way. But this is the more that I read about this, the more that I think that kind of makes sense. Definitely.
1: Also, what is George Klavkov like doing these days? Like, well, yeah, all.
0: I he's Poor still guy. The, he's still the commissioner of the Pac-12, by the way, which I find very interesting. He just like right as we as we're talking right now, this is just still his job.
1: Yeah. And this is a situation that kind of makes my head swim just because I don't know the logistics and everything that 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 yeah. will make this work.
0: I don't know if anybody um, does at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, if Oregon State, Oregon State and Washington State can make this stuff happen for them, like awesome. That is good for them. But I do not know. I don't know what what the future of that is going to be whatsoever. And I, I think this is where we, I need you to convince that's me. that's And
0: that is why that's why I come to you that, uh, on, on on the day of my podcast. Not just, to con- not just to convince you, but to bring you this idea, oh oh, arbiter of truth, and, and understand, is there to you, is there a way, do you think this is good, do you think we need to salvage Oregon State and Washington State? Is it worth having these conversations about how those two teams can survive in college football?
1: I mean, like, I think everyone should want to survive and every school we should want to have. But like, are those the schools that I don't know, that's really that that, that's a really good point. And it's like, who deserves to be saved in college football? Because Mm. it seems like when you talk about the group of five or you talk about the Mountain West or you talk about Conference USA or and everything like that, nobody cares about those schools. And like, I'm not saying I don't care about them. It just means like those are the schools. It's like, all right, you don't get us the ratings that we want. So we don't necessarily care about you. And that is really damaging. But also like this is a sport that has completely, uh, you know, fulfilled the wishes of all the riches here. Like this is why we have this is why we literally use the term blue bloods, because those are the ones that technically separate themselves from the rest of everybody. So like Oregon State and Washington State, if they want to use this power, like good for them. But also like I, I, I agree, like I don't agree with the fact that we are like making those schools you know, less than or seem less than because mm-hmm. they don't necessarily get TV ratings or have the power, but like, that is what we reward when we turn on our TV and we watch Alabama and we watch Ohio state and we watch these major programs, like we are rewarding that. So I think our Oregon state and Washington state should do whatever is in their best interest. But yeah, I agree that it's um, a lot of people just shove them to the side because, Oh, you aren't the ones chosen in the pac 12 to come no. to the big 12 or the big 10.
0: And we've, we've decided that we, every offseason we decide that Memphis, isn't good enough. We decide that USF isn't good enough or UA or Fresno state or, or Boise state. And so this is not, this is nothing new. This is nothing new. Teams getting left behind in college. It, look at the, rice used to be a power team in college football. It is not anymore. What I, what I'm pitching and what I'm trying to give to, to you, to you, this is for you is just, there is now because of Kirk Schultz, the Washington state president who has the, the, the ability to say, Hey guys, no, And everything the college football playoff committee wants to do is at his beck and call because his vote makes things either unanimous or completely void. And with that, he can wield that into here's a way to backfill the pac 12 with mountain West teams, with teams in the ACC, if it implodes, there is just, there's now a path that's become clearer. In my opinion, that is less of Washington state, Oregon state to the big 12 and a massive ACC merger, which I've heard people bring up. And instead more of, huh? backfill pack 12 a
1: yeah no and it, and it makes sense what would it look like geographically it would look like a complete and total mess it would look so just stupid. like everybody else in america now by yeah the way. there's i feel like would be even more though like if you have schools on california but and like usc and, like,
0: and rutgers the big 10s already doing this the big 10s yeah. cool, making it cool before it's cool
1: yeah it's um like i This is the only part about college football. I like genuinely like I love college football and everything about it. Like, and I think we all love college football and how stupid it is. Like so many things like if they can salvage that for the PAC 12 and keep that thing alive, I think it makes so much sense because, you know, you have that PAC 12 branding whatsoever. But I think in terms of like what the sport is now, it makes no sense. Like, think about it. Like even like Oklahoma and Texas, Oklahoma and Texas are considered Southeast the Southeastern Conference. They're not Southeast. Like if you just look at a, a map, it's not there. You look at the, the ACC, the Atlantic Coastal Conference, SMU. Like, none of this stuff makes sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're in this really strange transitional period. But if they can save the Big 12, or not the Big 12, the Pac-12, good for them.
0: Hi, I'm Robbie. Is the podcast you host? Tell me more.
1: Yeah, so it's a show where I talk about all things college football, this is some breaking news, but the next episode I'm going to discuss how Mike Gundy is maybe the most underrated college football coach of all time. So it's, it's, I love what I'm doing with this series right now. And thank you for giving me this platform to discuss it. Um, This is where I like kind of, you know, talk about things in college football and college sports. I really love and then break it down uh, in a way that is funny and humorous. And also try to be the John Oliver of YouTube and uh, not of YouTube, but of college sports. So I I appreciate you having me on and, and letting me, Talk about that, even though I probably
0: rambled a whole lot on a bunch of nothing that last segment. If you go, I, I felt I felt as though that last segment was my opportunity to try to, to piece together this beautiful puzzle that is Washington State and Oregon State. And I think I made sense. And for that, I thank you, Robbie. I don't know what you did but it made me feel good.
1: No, I I the fact is like you and I have had arguments about Oregon state and Washington state and like if they're going to the Big 12 or Pac 12 or not. But I do think you kind of solved it right there. And I think um yeah. They should put me sense. in charge.
0: They should make me the commissioner of the college football. That would be big. I just you know what I feel good and I feel good you can feel good because of Robbie too he'll make you feel good and hi I'm Robbie the podcast on YouTube you, you subscribe Yo. and you will be happy I'm just gonna put it that way I subscribe Dude, and I've what? been happy ever since Dude, I, there's <laughs> a lot come, of promises I have to give now come back Monday uh, we'll be here on the Locked On big 12 thing that we do uh, this has been and always will be locked <laughs> on thanks for making it your first listen every single day make your second listen locked on Robbie or whatever it is Dóse grande. (laughs) Locked on, Robbie.